You're very welcome back to uh, Tip Today, 1800-938-007. Now, we were talking about language and uh, the use of and the incorrect use of and just the annoying use of in uh, some cases as well. One of our listeners saying, what about the word unreal? Loads of people use that all of the time as well. Um, if Peter, this is Peter Ryan who spoke to me, uh, is Peter for real, Fran? Um, uh, cut back ditches and keep them cut back. I never saw a nest in a ditch and Fran to agree with him. Outrageous. I didn't uh, agree with him because I, I don't know anything about stuff like that. I think what I did was I referenced what uh, Michael Healy Ray said on the programme yesterday and his point was that birds aren't stupid and they're not going to lay their nest you know, on the outside of the ditch where traffic is sort of going up and down anyway. So that, that, that was his point, not, not mine, because it ain't my game. For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on Tip Today with Phil Prendergast. I hope you're not grumpy like, like some of our listeners. I most certainly am not, Fran. <laughs> I'm here very calm, very relaxed. I'm delighted to hear it. How are you anyway, Phil? I, I'm good, Fran, good. Do you know. Good indeed. Um, We're going to launch into our letters then. So letter number one. Dear Phil, my husband and I are not all that social. We go out once in a while, but we wouldn't be out every weekend. My issue with him is that I absolutely hate when he drinks. He almost does the complete dog on it, and I'm always mortified by him. He will drink until he can't stand up. He gets stupid and argumentative and has, on a few occasions, stripped naked. Everybody thinks it's great crack and some of his friends will be buying him drinks just to get him drunk and see what he'd get up to. It all came to a head at a wedding we attended last month when he got so drunk before the dinner that he was shouting smart and lewd comments during the speeches. I wanted the ground to open up and swallow me. Some people thought he was hilarious, but I could see a lot of people getting irritated with him. This isn't the first time he has done this. It's a regular occurrence, and I've tried to slow down his drinking by watering down what he gets. I've tried to get him away earlier, but he makes a fool of himself, and I've tried just ignoring him as well. But it's come to the stage now where I absolutely dread going to anything because of how he will behave when drunk. I've spoken to him when he sobers up and said that it really upsets me and embarrasses me, but he just tells me I should lighten up and let my hair down. How can I resolve it? Or am I the one being unreasonable? I think she knows quite well that she's not being unreasonable about this because this seems to be very, very um, unacceptable behaviour, really. Um, I think that the husband possibly would have social anxiety um, and uses alcohol to relax himself, but he just goes too far. And, and I don't agree now with the woman watering down his drinks, and I can't imagine that it's pints he's drinking mm. because the bar wouldn't even want him to be watering down their pints because yeah. it reflects on the quality of what they're selling. But um, it does suggest that he drinks shorts, perhaps, um, as opposed to pints. And I do think that if there's a continuous behaviour and then the husband kind of dismisses it, that at some point they need to show him pictures of how he is when he decides to do a strip. I mean, that's just off the scale in terms of what would be acceptable in any level. I mean, you know, if you thought you were going to do that at a wedding, you would never accept an invitation anywhere again because it's so mortifying. And also, it's it's just not... I think it's just not really acceptable behaviour. It's like it's really going over the top. And I would say his social anxiety is fairly bad if he needs to get that drunk that he needs to dismiss it all. And if I was that wife, I would be saying I will not be going 
anywhere with you if you're preloading on drinks, if you're drinking to the extent that you're going to be lewd, if you're drinking to the extent that you're going to take off all your clothes and think that's funny, apart from not getting arrested, I don't know how he's not. But um, I would just say that it's it's not acceptable and until you modify how you do it and how you behave. And we're what's, won't... what's playing into your thoughts about the social anxiety is that, that she says in the first line that we're not all that social. We go out once in a while, but when we do... Yeah, it's. I think right. that he probably has a social anxiety, mm. and I think he uses alcohol to try and buffer that. Yes. But whatever way he's using alcohol, I, I'm thinking it's shorts he's drinking because the water. Like you can't be putting water into yeah, pints. Yeah, you sure. you would get seen doing that, um, and it's just you know. But um, I would say because she says he will drink until he can't stand. He gets stupid and argumentative and has, on a few occasions, stripped naked. That's not normal behaviour and it's not really acceptable behaviour. What if there's children at the event? There mm, often are yeah. children in pubs. Or and they he have, doesn't see anything wrong with it. He doesn't see it because perhaps he's never yeah. been, you know, he's never Confronted seen it. it yeah. But, you know, somebody somewhere will have pictures and one of the days he's going to see himself on the internet. And I, I, just, I just think it's troublesome behaviour because it doesn't reflect normal passions of having a, a few drinks or have, going out and having a nice evening and being in a position to remember the evening and be in a position to remember that you, you weren't appalling. I would not go out if if mm. I had somebody that would do this kind of thing. And what is this about? Because, you know, God knows over the years I would have worked with people who were serious, serious drinkers. Do you know what I mean? But they'd never behaved like this in a million yeah, years. You see, it does seem as if it's... Um, like, I mean, on a few occasions he has stripped naked. Everyone thinks it's great crack and some of his friends would be buying him drinks mm. just to get him drunk and see what he'll get up yeah. to. Because obviously he plays to the gallery when he has drink because he's full of confidence. Mm. Now, misplaced confidence. But he's so confident that he's so gorgeous that he thinks I'll strip off now as well. Yes. And he thinks he's hilarious. And he thinks he's hilarious. And yeah. perhaps it is for some of the people there. But I'd have to wonder at what kind of events he's doing. If he's doing this at weddings, it's dreadful. And if he's doing it in pubs and where younger people are there as well, again, it's not. Like he would be put out of a bar, I think, by any bar person and say, this is not acceptable behaviour, you can't do this. So her, her, well, her, her double question at the end, how can I resolve it or am I being the one unreasonable? You're saying she's not being she unreasonable. She knows well that she's not so being unreasonable. So the resolution of here. it then? The resolution is Show that him. She, he, he needs to see, they need to have photographs somewhere that shows him being a tool. And that he can't really expect her to go out to a social occasion with him when she can't trust that he is A, not going to get arrested for lewd behaviour, that he's not going to get uh, invited to other things because people won't want him there because mm. he's a, a he's thick. Yeah. Do you know? Like he's... How, <laughs> Don't like, hold back though. How, no, no, no. But how would, how would he... How would he like it if his wife did that? Yeah. I mean, we'd be talking a whole different ballgame. Completely. You know, completely, yeah. so it's it's not OK. This is not OK. And I just think that she needs to, at some point, there will be there will be videos of him yes. when he's doing his streaks and all the rest of it. She should get hold and, and say, listen here. Yeah, I have this vision of grinning, grinning idiots who are sort of putting him up to it as well. And, you I know, understand that, but there's something along, in you know. his personality that seems yeah. to look for attention, be it any attention. 
and not really, you know. Now, he could have a bit of ADHD that has never been diagnosed, but he does need to realise that this behaviour is not socially acceptable. It's not ethically acceptable either. And Mm. it's certainly not fair to people where they're going, where this woman is going to say, yeah, and he's going to do this tonight and I'm going to be made a, a show of. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued though about this behaviour in general because there's a guy I know, I mean I don't know him personally but I see him quite a bit and if you met him in a shop the eyes would be down and he wouldn't make contact with wouldn't say boo to a goose and sometimes then I'd see him with a few jars in him and he's the life and soul of the party. And he's a yeah, bit of a because some people use that as a confidence boost yeah. and instead of using... So alcohol, it, it kind of opens up the flow for conversation and others would go one drink too far and you are very likely to say something or be inappropriate or do something inappropriate or simply you're not going to be the best version of yourself. So some people do this with social anxiety and thinking, oh, I need to lighten up now here. I need to loosen up kind of quick. I'm going to have a little one before I go as, you know, to get myself ready. Not a good idea. You know, if you're going to go out and have a drink, have a drink a pint an hour. Why couldn't he do it? Why couldn't he do it? Why couldn't he do it indeed? All right, then letter number two. Dear Phil, my youngest child is going uh, into Leaving Cert this year. Well, I presume at this stage they're in Leaving Cert. And during the process of getting him ready to go back, we had a conversation about who wants, uh, what he wants to do after school. He's always spoken about maybe going to college to do PE teaching. So I was surprised to hear that he has now changed his mind on this and decided instead that he would take a year out and decide later what he wants to do. I don't have a problem with this per se, but when I asked what uh, will he do for the year, will he get a job or travel, he said he just wants to stay at home, have a break, hang out with his friends because he wants a time out because he will be so wrecked from the leaving cert, the poor bit. Now, I told him he was doting if he thought he could sit home for a year doing nothing and it turned into a big argument on how I don't understand the pressure that he's under and he's too young to decide what he wants to do for the rest of his life. I agree with him on that, but he can get a job while he decides. He also spoke to my husband about it and he said just leave him off and he won't be long getting bored when he sees all his friends are gone to college or working, but I fear that by then it will be too late for him to apply for anything. How can I make him see sense? Well, I think the first thing to do is sit back and draw breath. This young fella is only just gone into leaving cert. They change like the wind in terms of if they haven't a firm idea in their head what they want to do, whether in college or whether it's going and getting and learning a trade. Like they have all the time in the world here to actually influence the young fella in a positive way. The the whole leaving cert, it's a very fraught time, I suppose, because there's so much pressure on, on a... a an exam at the end of it that determines what you do in the future. People, I think, overthink this as well. Mm. Um, And it's definitely a time where this young fella can say, you know, I need to kind of think about the the exam. They also need to have in their head what kind of a, a bend that they have, whether they're going to be do a trade, whether they're going to learn to be, you know, to work with painter, for instance, or carpenter, electrician. All vital trades, plenty of work, plenty of opportunities overseas if they so want it. And I mean, he wouldn't be long about realising that if his friends are all gone on to college and he's um, 
at home all day. He's yeah. certainly going to get bored and he, he'll be very bored as well if he decides I'll lie in bed all day and I'll get up all night because there's a cost in that as well and it's not just a cost in his time and mental health. There's a cost in electricity on at night, looking at the internet, you know, whatever, looking at films, whatever it is that he wants to do. And that again is not good for someone's mental health. So I'd say he could do with having a chat with the, the school counsellor. And I'd say it would be a very good idea just to kind of for maybe to be steered in that direction where he could go to the the, the person that deals with those sort of issues and they, they would give him very, very good advice. Mm. And if he's not inclined to do that, or you see, again, he was only going into the leave insert. Maybe there's too much anticipation of what he would or he wouldn't do, and he could be just winding his mother up as well because they do that, you know. I was, I was thinking that actually, <laughs> that he was just doing that. The father might have a bit of a point. Let him off and see. Well, you know, he won't be long changing um, his. Except tune, that you know. it's it's just not it's not going to be just okay to keep yeah, like that. Course, and I think they course, probably yeah. need to review it in maybe three months and then in six months. And we're talking about a very short year because it's not a year. Of course, yeah. But I mean, there's so many opportunities now, local PLC courses and all sorts Everything, of Fran. Doing, and know. people needn't, need not be worrying. Like, college is not the be-all, end-all. That's for, for a lot of people, they're not going to be able to afford what has now become gargantian fees, costs, leap cards, lunches, eating out. It's just like, I mean, the idea that you can go and land in digs somewhere and be looked after. The day is gone. The day is gone for that. Now, there's very good transports and there's, but there's costs in everything. But there still will be costs even if they're learning a trade. For, for certain, but yeah. there's such a valuable asset to have if you can do something with your hands. And there are people that are brilliant with their brains and they just might not be any good. So they'd be whizzes on computers. Of course, but going off to do a, a pointless degree or something. Going off to do a degree that know. is for a degree's sake so that you yeah. can say you can have a degree. Do you know what? It's not for everybody. Mm. And there are people that are going to be excellent barbers, hairdressers, painters, decorators. There, there are so many talents out there that have an actual realness to them that I suppose... When you can learn on the job and you still get paid for it and you're going sure, to get paid, it's it's just something that shouldn't right. be dismissed. Our final one, I'm kind of intrigued with this letter, but anyway, uh, dear Phil, my dad runs a garage fixing cars and he's worked there as long as I can remember. He's a very hard worker who gives long days and almost all weekends to his business. In my opinion, he's a workaholic and we've all had to suffer because of it. My mother's constantly run ragged, going here, there and everywhere, picking up stuff for the garage, and we would all have grown up working at the garage, doing cleaning or admin when school was off. But my dad is now getting older. He's not as fit as he once was, and I think he's finding the work harder. As a result of this, it's making him grouchy and rather hard to be around. Since my sister uh, met her now husband, my dad has gotten him into the garage to do work because he too is a trained mechanic. But he is a nice Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, at a dealership that he enjoys and it gives him zero stress. But now, my dad is getting older. He is relying on my brother-in-law all of the time. Most evenings, he is now working with my dad and guaranteed every weekend 
I know he's only doing it to be nice and keep the peace, but I do feel sorry for him. They have a small child who I reckon never sees uh, him because he's da- uh, because Dad has him working all of the time. It drives my sister mad, but the one time she told her dad that they were going away for the weekend, he went mad and said that he had jobs that needed doing and they had to cancel it. They did, which I fear has set a terrible precedent. And now my sister is afraid to open her mouth. I said it to my dad before to hire somebody else and he says he can't afford it. I told him to give my brother-in-law at least a day off a week and dad responds, we are too busy. He is so pig-headed, no one could get through to him and my brother-in-law is so quiet, he will never say no. What can I do before it all explodes, which I fear it will? And I think she's right that it will explode Mm. because I think there's a tipping point. If this man is that busy, he is not short of an ability to pay somebody for work that they're doing. And if that was the case, he should make a, a proposal, maybe a business plan for perhaps for for the, her husband to go and actually take over the running of the garage and start letting the father mm. ease into his uh, retirement. I don't or, think he wants it, though. He likes his He might want mind. it, but he's pig-headed and he is asking somebody to work uh, all the time mm. and at the weekends. Uh, and it seems like this is unpaid. So I and I, you know, he this this chap has a has a child and a, a wife, and it's it's like I I just don't think that it's okay to be very quiet and unassuming and just being like a nodding dog and saying, of course I will. That's no problem. I'll do that. His his work all the week. And he would have grunt work to do in that week as well. And to come home and then phase out after his dinner to go out and spend another few hours doing it. Absolutely very unfair. And I think there needs to be a realistic reappraisal of the kind of work the father's taken on and not able to cope with it and realising that if you can't cope with somebody, he needs to hire somebody and he needs to get them to take over a share of the grunt work that this man is doing. sounds like a very dominating uh, sort of character. Yeah, but he also sounds like it's very mean he can't afford to pay someone but how does he have an expectation that he can have uh, a, a, an in-law that he is now depriving his he, that that girl of her husband yeah. the child of his father um, a weekend being cancelled because the father is too busy but he can't pay someone this is and not alright so it's very unfair to continue it because like you know would he would he like it if the roles were reversed? I mean, I think this this man has to stand up and say, "Well, well I'm not available. I'm I'm going to football training on Monday evenings mm. from here on in. I'm bringing my little child to our class, or I'm doing." Well, I I think you've hit the nail on the head. This this the son-in-law or the brother-in-law is he, he needs to just really. Say, oh, he absolutely you know. needs to say, "Listen." Yeah. Son, you need to um, you need to check up on on exactly how you're saying that this is not um, affordable. If if the chap himself wants to take over the business, that's again they can do a shared ownership for mm. a while and let the father slowly retire, father-in-law slowly retire. Mm. But it does sound as if it's all too much for him. He cannot cope without the help of this chap. And he is abusing him in the process because it's very disrespectful not to pay someone, first of all, for work that Mm. they do. But it's also, it's not right to take advantage of families like that because nobody's in a position to be able to spare even the time. And you need to be working at marriages and relationships too and relationships with your children. And if you're going to be gone all the time, the man will be coming in at night wrecked and probably oily and dirty and you're you're straight into the shower, into the bed and then up 
the next morning off, off to your own work, knowing that you have to come in this evening, have your dinner, rush it, no time with your child, and then you're going off to work on, on dirty old yeah. cars. Uh, and, no. th- and those years fly by as well. So, Absolutely. So, so I do it, think yeah. this is a something that sometimes in the writing of a letter, it should give clarity to the writer and they should be able to see that this is kind of wrong on so many levels. And when you put it like that, you know, I all I hope is that he's under an engine today, but listening to us. <laughs> All right, Phil, as always, a real pleasure. Thanks thanks very much indeed for that. We'll, we'll take a break. We're back with more in just a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie